A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Andrew Clark. And I'm Doug Salmon. This podcast is brought to you by the Pilot Light Campaign. In these weekly chats, we will have real and honest conversations with our inspiring friends and other amazing human beings we want you to know about. We take a unique glimpse into their lives and hear their incredible journeys from overcoming challenges to building better mindsets, habits, and routines. This is the Skull Session Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Skull Session podcast from Pilot Light. I'm Andrew Clark. And I'm Doug Sanham. And today's guest is the very lovely Chantelle Nicholson from Treadwell's Restaurant. How are you, Chantelle? I'm very well. Good to have you in. Um, you know, this is early days for our podcast and we were thinking about all the people that we wanted in that um, we obviously respect from the industry and, you know, we have, we've always had good chats, so we thought we'd get you in. See where you're at. I mean, we're still, uh, the, the world is a funny place at the moment. We want to see where you're at and talk about a few things that, you know, for us, you know, with your planted book, which is a, you know, a vegetarian, vegan book. We want to talk about diet. We want to talk about, you know, what led you to write that. And we've done chats before. I know we've done some stuff for the staff canteen and um, I think looking after staff, you know, talking about, you know, staff longevity in kitchens. So, there are a couple of the things I'd like to explore, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Sounds good. See where it goes. See where it goes. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so let's <laughs> more in conversation. So look, um, how are you? How's business? I mean, obviously, you, you've, you've been shut for a, a bit. What's happening? When are you back? Yeah, we've been shut for 27th of March was our last official day, because we did deliveries for about a week yep. after the lockdown. And we are reopening on the 6th of August. Cool. Um, just because I thought, well, you know, Covent Garden still, there's not much going no. on. So I'm pushing it out till till August to see what happens. Mm. So right now we are doing a little DIY refurb. Lovely. So right now there are literally some of my guys sanding tables. Amazing. Nice. Um, we're sanding all the tables back, some of the bar tops and the stations. We're going to repaint, brighten it up a little bit. Um, and I just wanted to create a different kind of energy in there. And... As most people probably know by now, I was looking to move the site anyway. Right. Which I'd hoped kind of to be happening about now. Pre, <laughs> pre <laughs> So obviously that's not happening. Um, but for me, because part of it was, I felt a bit as if I was, you know, we opened that restaurant as a Mark's Brewing restaurant. I then took it over a couple of years later. And I just felt that it was, that was kind of its, 
his mindset in a way. Yeah. And I felt that I needed to kind of change it, change the scenery so that I could change what was happening inside as well. And that a huge part of that was was kind of the team aspect and a lot of the things that I was kind of planning have kind of happened naturally because of COVID. Yeah, and other, other restaurants up, right? have yeah. done things. So now I'm like, well, actually, obviously that's we're not going to move, you know, in the next few months. So what can we do ourselves now that's not going to cost a lot of money just to kind of give it a bit of a new lease of life? Yeah, so yeah. that's why we're kind of, you know, getting our DIY, yeah, yeah. Getting our <laughs> DIY <laughs> skills out. Plus, you know, the guys are really excited about it. So Guess I'm out of house. Uh, you know, you know what? what, I think it, there, there is something about because I've opened a bunch of different restaurants and like small projects and in, in fact at the moment just through summer we, we've got a little yard just over the way and we've turned it in in five days we just like cleared the yard out put some barbecues in there put some fairy lights up and turned it into something but yeah. because everyone got involved everyone feels like it's part, part of, of them do you know yeah. what I mean and I guess that's and it's really rewarding to actually you know for us it's you know obviously we don't have to use you know we've been using tablecloths because our tables have kind of gone a bit regular around the edges and so you know, that's another thing. It's like, we can get rid of all the tablecloths. Yeah. Like, everyone's yeah. like, we're all working towards a common goal yeah. that is going to make our lives better, better when yeah. we reopen. Mm. I think that's, for me, that's what I've always wanted to kind of create is that, as you were saying, you know, that kind of small restaurants is a bit of a family vibe and, you know, everyone can actually be part of something moving forward. That's really important to me. It's funny, I, I felt, you know, in, in restaurants I've opened where you, everyone has that, you know, goal to start with, but then, you know, after a few months, there's, there's the natural drop-off rate when you open mm, restaurants. Absolutely. And you start off heavy to start with, and there's the natural drop-off rate, and then other people come in, and you don't necessarily always have the same team that, you you know, yeah. you, you open with. Yeah. So that kind of uh, ethic gets a bit lost, but if you could have that, I don't know, annual spring clean or you know clean yeah. up and get everyone back into it and everyone appreciates it a bit more again because it's your it's your house and you want your house in order right exactly and i think especially now that you know with what's happening with our industry and jobs are now a lot more you know it's kind of completely flipped yeah. whereas before we couldn't get you know anyone staff to say you know that was really really tricky the roles have completely reversed whereas now i think people are really actually grateful that you know they've had a job that they've gone to furlough and that things you know, there is a bit of a future there for them. Yeah, yeah it's the change as well, though, isn't it? I mean, the, the fact that you're doing stuff and you're changing it and you're kind of adapting it to, I'm not even going to say it, but <laughs> it, the fact that this whole COVID thing has required us to change and adapt. Yeah. And that's that's a good thing. It's, mm. I mean, it's it's been a pause and a reset. And I think that's, it was so needed. Yeah. It was so needed. And, you know, despite all the horrible things that have happened from mm. it, it was needed. I, I mean, I think I've said it in other episodes now. Um, because, but <laughs> it's, I mean, you know, it, it's such a big thing for, it, it's such a significant thing that's happened to us all um, that we're definitely, you know, we can't not talk about COVID. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it was just, um, you know, it's had, other generations have had kind of world wars and, you know, big yeah. significant things that have happened. And we've gone without that for some time. But this is, um, you know, not just for hospitality, but for everyone. The work in life is changing. And we were having a chat this morning about this word, new normal. Yeah, that's why I try not to say it. And I'm bringing this up because I I want us to discuss why we can't... I I just don't want to use this word. I I don't want to accept that it's there. Normal wasn't working anyway, I don't think. 
No. I don't want normal to be something that we say is okay either. Do you know what I mean? No. I'm not a normal person. I, I, I dress differently and because I don't. Never normal, you normal, at all. <laughs> normal's <laughs> an insult. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Don't be normal. You'll stand out. You'll do better things. That's the um, whole point of a restaurant. But we as well, do need it? those challenges. We need those challenges to find out what's going to happen. Not get too stuck in the. Um, the thought process that um, you, things won't change. This yeah. is what, you know, you open a restaurant and it's going to be like that until you close the yep. restaurant. So, no, don't have those expectations. Well, now it's just, there is no, there's no ground to go on. We're no. going on uncharted territory. Yeah. So there is no norm because it's never been done before. Exactly. So but this is exciting because you become pioneers, right? It's a journey. It's a, and I think it's, it is exciting because all the things that, and I think it's removed, like for me, there's been different anxieties from it, but it's also removed that kind of I guess what was becoming the norm of financial pressure Mm -hmm. you know massive rents for restaurants you know massive price driving down 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 all the offers all third parties all that stuff which was huge like pressure from a how do you make this all work Mm -hmm. and actually the things that I want to celebrate and put money into I can't because I've got to pay my own and I think this is now in a weird way it's kind of removed that sense of that for me and actually I think well you know what I'm going to do my best and if it doesn't work yeah. then I've done my best but on the flip side I'm going to have the next journey of already course. kind of underway because yeah it's kind of just reframed that whole perspective of what you know and you know, I always knew what was important inside me but I just didn't feel I had I felt that the framework was too constrictive for me to make it happen yeah um, and in a way now I feel that's slightly being removed in some ways I think it's good that, you know, you can, um, like you say, it's sad there's going to be a few casualties from this, but, we, you know, we're figuring out new things, new ways of working and yep. um, new ways of living, hopefully. I mean, I hope that for all the little things that have come up through Pilot Light's time and, you know, the stresses that chefs have, it's like, okay, this is good to reset and, and think totally. about what we need, that we can't just be... Like working our asses into the ground, and, no. you know, and then burning out. And burning out has always concerned me. I think there's longevity for everyone in our industry, but if we work in like relentlessly in the beginning, we can get bitter and upset, and and then yeah. absolutely, and then we don't have that career. And you know, at a time when we're really, we you know, we were struggling to find people Usually. to come into the industry, and it's about looking after each other, looking after ourselves most importantly, and making sure that you know our work life balance is where it needs to be to. To last until you're, you're into well into yes. retirement, really. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I can't no, see myself stopping. That's why I was hesitant to say. I'm just like, <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think I'm going to retire. I'm just like, no. The industry is adapting itself. Like everything that we complained about prior to COVID, yeah. and obviously there's things that are happening now. But every everything is changing very quickly. It's like you know the um, the whole no show thing, which has mm. always been an issue. Yeah. But one weekend of it, and all of a sudden we've got this whole like campaign, campaign. going, yeah, yeah. and it's everybody's finally kind of jumping aboard. And I guess that that's taken, you know, a couple of louder voices in the industry for mm. that to happen because maybe before. But it's it they've had really to drop their to policies in order to accommodate, you know, getting back open again. Yeah, the new. And systems. because they've dropped certain policies, now they realise how what. Well, what many of us were facing for so long. I mean, mm. Brunswick House was, uh, Jackson had, uh, wrote a bit for the Times, or I think it might have been the Sunday Times or, or Guardian or someone, a couple of years ago, based on our Valentine's Day no-show, which was like, I don't know, 
30 odd covers yeah. didn't show up but nice. that's what us little restaurants have had to deal yeah. with for a long time yeah. Tim, I mean? Timbridge Wells they used to do this thing where we, we actually as a group of restaurants we all got together one time and went through the reservations for Sundays oh. going back and it turned out that people were were literally double booking. triple yeah, yeah. booking tables mm. for the weekend the side of the day. Um, and I know Open Table had that system that they put in place yeah. like the card system where you couldn't you yeah. physically couldn't double book but not everyone's got open table as their reservation system, no. and it just makes things. But there is an easy, there is a, a relatively easy answer is that we, as a restaurant industry, say like it's ticketed yeah, only. 100%. Do you know what I mean? And if we all do it, then it's 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 an easy fix. Mm. It's not. I mean, it just know, takes there's, there's everybody to be on board. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and um, at least if you get you know the, the the hospitality community of who's who in the chef world. You know, or business, um, you know, restaurant owners. Like we can all say, look, we're going to get together because mm-hmm. we appreciate this is actually going to kill our industry if we don't. So, I don't. I think for the large part of it, we can move forward um, with you know some good people leading this. Yeah, yeah I think so. In different, it'd be nice to see some different faces leading it. I think that's yeah. Also, what's kind of. Been... Well, I said to Doug as well. This <laughs> is like the kind of thing I would then do. I mean, but we're already. <laughs> invested in pilot light and still trying to figure that out but you know you can wait for someone to do it or you can do it yourself yeah and i think that you know i'm i've been through that for so long you know people not turning up or double booking and just being it's irritated me but we're on a journey i've got too much to do i know you really want to do all these things it's like hold on what can you actually physically do one at a time yeah and the balance as well which sometimes is pretty hard to do when you you kind of run into the adrenaline that we do yeah well these, i mean you know these are the realities of running a business aren't they and um they're, they're the things that kind of get overlooked um maybe we don't talk about it enough and as you said it's not there's certain voices that haven't you know helped well, because yeah. it, it, it doesn't affect them do you know what i mean yeah, but yeah. now we're all being exposed to it yeah and maybe 20 years ago when they first opened their restaurants they might have been experienced something similar yeah but you know when you you have a reservation system that goes three months in advance. You're generally fully booked, mm-hmm. aren't you? And people want that. But it, it is nice to see, with a lot of things in the industry, that things are adapting quickly changing. and changing yeah. now, which is the right way to be yeah. going. Because it would be absolutely zero point in going straight back in exactly no. the way we were three months ago. Well, I hope that things mm-hmm. like business rates and rents and stuff like that get looked at now because, you yeah. know, that's the one thing that was killing us. It was like a real slow stranglehold, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They can't go like, back up. And, you know, I, I was looking at restaurants a couple of, about three or four years ago and there was hardly any on offer, you know. The, the, for the sites that I was looking for, there was nothing. You'd have to register with the estate agent and then maybe they'll get something you're looking for and they'll, hey, what about this? Yeah, great, let's look at it. And then, you know, last year I was looking and there was so much, even just on the website, you're like, wow, something's going to happen here. Mm. But you realise how many businesses were going out just because of the rents and rates, you know? Yeah, and good, like, really good, you know, really good ones. Yeah, that absolutely. Were really like good. three restaurants a week or something, wouldn't it? Closing from March know, last year. Like, it's it's it crazy, yeah. yeah. So, yes, I, the, one of the things, I think one of the most important things for me has been that, you know, I, I kind of stepped back from cooking in September and. You know, I live here in Hackney and it's a lovely little neighbourhood mm. and the neighbourhood restaurant has become so important yeah, during absolutely. lockdown for, for the neighbourhood. I mean, I've just seen them kind of flip from, you know, just not being able to serve anything to maybe doing takeaways or just opening their space up as a deli, buying big tins of tomatoes mm. and packs of pasta and stuff, yeah. particularly the lovely little Italian places around here. 
And, you know, for those places that particularly in neighbourhoods where, you know, you get evening trade, but not so much day trade, and certainly the latter part of the week versus the early part, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's now, now, well, hopefully, if they can continue doing those daily and being a bit more, I, I, I don't know, just multi-purpose, I guess. Yeah, do you know what absolutely. I mean? Yeah. I'd I like think to see that. Yeah, for me, moving forward in my next, the next incarnation of Treadwells, it's going to be totally multifaceted. That yeah. It's not just a singular restaurant because also that's just it seems a little bit boring for me to do that now I kind of think mm. it's just well not boring that's the wrong word but I just feel that there's so much else that can contribute as well yeah and that's can be community stuff it can be social stuff it can be local and I just think there's you know and if you know this has happened once it's chances it of happening happen again, again. I, you know yeah but I think just also from a skills perspective of the team and just you know finding new little niches for things that, that can happen. It gives them an um, opportunity to try yeah, something as well, doesn't it? I think so. And I think, you know, it's amazing. I just walked from Angel along the canal and up Broadway Market and it's heaving. It's like, you know, <laughs> almost it's Monday, four right? tours. It's Monday. I'm like, yes, that's that. Like, that is a restaurant too. There's nothing more that makes me happy seeing little independents being absolutely rammed on a Monday lunch. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is so cool. I'm a bit jealous, but, you know... Um, no, I just think it's it is, and I think you're right that actually the neighbourhood restaurant, which did lose a little bit of its um, importance, I think over the years, has now completely. Yeah. And I think that's that's amazing, because it's yeah a needed. And the change. other thing that was, was good is being able to um, you know restaurant suppliers, meat suppliers, butchers, uh, fishmongers, you know. Then becoming consumer facing and being able to like you know I think we did it with Swaledale. I did it with a lot of companies, but Swaledale to me were always strictly restaurant mm. meat, yeah. and you know it was one of the things that kind of set you off as the, the, the restaurant people come in, friends come in, say like, oh, where do you get this meat from? Yeah, it's amazing, yeah. and it's just like, well, so you, know. you can't get it. <laughs> I can't tell you, so you'll never be able to get it, and now you can, and now I'm you know I can shout and scream about those guys, yeah. and um, and then my mates are like, you know, they've been buying boxes and saying it's incredible. Mm. I told you, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's exciting. I think. <laughs> I don't even consider myself a great chef. It's just I use amazing produce and it just that's half the job done. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> More than half the job done. Yeah. And I think that's what has been nice because we've seen, you know, from a, I guess, mass production consumption, especially with meat, you know, it's just been horrific. And I think to actually then have these smaller yeah. people have now been given a platform mm-hmm. and, you know, people don't just want to go to a supermarket and pick up a, you know, kind of mass produced factory farmed chicken breast and they actually will invest a bit more into something that's got a bit of um, traceability and kind of can understand Mm. and then also yeah as you say understand why it costs that much and why because it tastes so good and actually if you're having that once a week instead of having the factory stuff three times a week then that's a win-win well this is also where we're going to bring on to because obviously you've got your book uh, planted and I think we've had chats before about it. Um, you know, I, I, I've kind of been quite open about the fact that, you know, as a meat chef, I don't always eat that much meat. Yep. Mm. And, you know, what you've just said is perfect example of the fact that eat meat when it's really, really good. Absolutely. And if you can get hold of Swaledale stuff or any other great butcher in the country, yeah. when you try that, it's very difficult to go back to bad meat anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So oh, I would yeah. sooner just say, listen, eat meat once a week, get the best you can mm. buy. And actually, it isn't even that expensive. It's a few more pennies. But you also respect the fact that you've bought the chicken and let's say the chicken's, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 pounds. 
it's a lot for a chicken from, from what most people consider. But you're going to make sure every part of that gets mm. used. Yep. You're going to care about the little nuggets on the back of the chicken, or you're going to care carpets. about the carcass. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to get the offal, and you're going to try using yep. the offal as mm. well. So it's just having that more consideration than just buying yeah, a pack of breasts and um. I yeah. prefer the breasts. Actually, don't even taste for it. <laughs> they don't. It's horrible. So like, <laughs> but my my um my parents uh, would would get chicken breast for ease for a while yeah. in the supermarkets and. Um, the local butcher has obviously had to source them as quickly as they could because for some obviously everyone was buying chickens when lockdown started. Everyone was <laughs> everyone buying everything. Was buying like, chicken. No chicken. So there's no toilet roll, no chickens. Nobody needs anything else. Chicken skin, lovely. Um, and I'd never I'd never had this before, but there, on a number of occasions we have chicken breast that was like chewy. And it's Thankfully, like there's enough petitions out there to stop the chlorinated stuff from America. But actually, apparently, this it's a very common thing in America where they overgrow their mm. chicken breasts, and it's mm. um it's it's actually got a very weird simple name. I think it is literally chewy chicken breast or something like that. Yeah. But it's uh, it just gets to a point where it's just it's hard. You can't yeah. chew through the fibers. You're like well, it's this pointless. breast has got it's no bone in it. Isn't it? Like, it's literally pointless. Kind yeah. of, it's just a waste of. You know, food. Uh, everyone that's been involved in getting that chicken to even to the supermarket yeah. is mm. huge, and it's actually like actually that could be used for a much better. Yeah, much better process. Yeah, it is. I think there is that sense of, um, you know, because I now also like I don't buy meat from the supermarket. I definitely don't buy fish from the supermarket because yeah. again, you know, when you've had mm. fresh fish, it's just like you just kind yeah, it's of not think, right. hmm. Mm. Um, but I think it does go back to even other things, like even tomatoes, even things that are out of season, like tom- yeah. like hard tomatoes, ping pong ball apricots, the whole thing. Mm. It's just, unless you've actually had that experience of having it at its best, at Mother Nature's best, when it's, you know, yeah. grown to the right size or picked at the right time, it's um, people's relationships with, f- with food and certain yeah. foods are very different yeah. to some of ours, I think, because we can, we've had it at its best. Yeah. But that's the thing as well, that, that, you know, there was a, a lot of lessons for everyone to learn and, uh, and to grow and, uh, and to understand a bit more about, you know, food, uh, mm. the diet, yeah. cooking, you yeah. know, tips and tricks. But, you know, I, I guess I've, I think I've said it on other podcasts now. I've certainly said it during lockdown. I was posting videos, but it was, it was one of those things where, you know, like, there's a few supermarkets near me, but there's also so many good like Turkish owned grocers around yeah. here. You say Broadway Market, you know, just full of fruit and veg. There's no queues in those places. I you know. know, and everyone's know. queuing for ages at the supermarket. I just couldn't. I felt the same. Like, I found the same. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. just like if, if you've got a few hours out of the house, don't be going spending all your time queuing in a car park. And it used to make me angry because I'd be like, "There's a butcher there. Yeah. There's a fruit yeah. and veg shop there, and there's a fishmonger yeah. over there." Like. Yeah. Why are you and guys look, standing there? Like, like, look at the size of it. But also, well. you can go to the fruit, yeah, you can go to the fruit and veg shop, and you can buy. You know, you can spend six quid and get enough food. Yeah. For a week. Yeah. And I was yet, even surprised last. I, I I went down to Kent. I had to do some filming the other day. Went to the shop over the road. Bought loads of vegetables. And even surprised me, I just wasn't even thinking about it. It was like, oh, that's like six quid. I was like, wow, you know. Yeah. Just, every now and then, you just like that's that's a lot of food. Yeah. Six quid, I you know. know. And this is the and if you as you said if you get a chicken and you can that chicken can last you yeah. three meals or more you have got the stock you can make a broth but then also you can put it in the freezer and you've got like it can just be that's the way so I mean I've always felt it you know if we took a bit more of an Asian stance on uh, yeah. you know particularly on with meat like yeah. you know meat being a garnish, a garnish or a seasoning yeah. 
Do you see what I mean? And and we respect it more. But you know, we you know in the West it's meat and two veg, mm. and the meat portion size is growing. It not is. the quality, not yeah. the taste, mm. none of that. It's it's the portion size that's growing. But I do want to talk about planted. You obviously wrote that book a couple of years ago now. Two yeah. years ago. Three years ago? Three. I think it was published two, two years ago. So, yeah. what led you to do that? Because, I mean, Treadwell's, you, you, you obviously champion vegetables, but it's not necessarily the only thing. The yeah. only thing. Um, but what made you go down that route? Was there a... I think there was, so, when I was growing up in New Zealand, New Zealand is so small, so isolated, mm-hmm. that we had to eat seasonally. Because, well, A, you couldn't afford to, because, you know, strawberries in winter would be horrifically expensive. But I think also, again, just going back to actually understanding how good things taste when yeah. you can have them fresh. I had my aunt and uncle had a stone fruit orchard in central Otago, and we would go every, we'd drive the whole length of the country and go every second summer and spend our summer holiday there. And I'd work in the orchard. So I would literally have the most amazing fruit for kind of six weeks of the year. Mm-hmm. And we'd get it, they'd kind of send it up to us when the first cherries came into season because it was a bit before we went there. And so to have, you know, the most delicious apricot picked directly from the tree. And my uncle would come back from his day on, right up on his motorbike with his blue overalls on and his, his puppets would be bulging. And he'd have like a new variety of cherry for us to try or a new nectarine that he'd <laughs> kind of grafted together. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, and then he had a garden at his house that was like, we'd literally go out for dinner, go out to the garden, dig the potatoes, literally just wash them, put them in a pan, get some mint from the garden, boil them, have some... Lamb chops from, they used to have sheep as well, so they'd do a beast, yeah. kill a beast, and, and then just would have the chops, all the, every little bit of it was eaten, so it was kind of like this whole, like, and it just tasted so good, and we'd mm. go out to, for pudding, you'd just take your bowl out to the raspberry vine and pick these most amazing, massive sweet raspberries, so it was just like, for me that was, I just thought that was kind of normal, and didn't realise that I was actually extremely lucky to have that kind of growing up, so, and then, <laughs> no, seriously, my first week in London, I went into an M&S and I was like, what is going on here? Like, there's asparagus, there's like everything from all around the world and it's like the end of summer. Like, what is going on? Um, And that was kind of like confusing. And then I think, so for me, I kind of got to that point where, I mean, I've always loved vegetables and I probably could... You know, I don't, in terms of how much meat I have versus vegetables, that's the kind of bit that that I love. Um, and when we first opened Tramwells, I really wanted it to be kind of quite inclusive so that, you know, if there was four of you coming out for dinner and one person was a vegetarian, one person didn't eat, you know, one person was a pescatarian, one person had an egg allergy, whatever, that actually you didn't have to ask and say, what can I have? And the waiter ran up and down the stairs five times to speak to the chef (laughs) or just leave something off a a dish. And so I was really conscious of having, you know, a lot of... Mm what I then called vegan food on the menu. Um, and then when I went into the kitchen myself, which was about kind of um, nine months after we opened, and thought, well, actually, you know, I want to do more of this because actually it's quite interesting. And when I looked for resources, I couldn't actually really find many that were kind of, a bit that were yeah. ridden by yeah. chefs. So I thought, okay, this could be interesting. Um, but I just found that really challenging. I love the challenge of having, you know, kind of reducing, halving what you had to, to play with and trying to come up with something that was like as delicious. So I thought, well, actually that kind of grew into a point. Well, there is no resource for people. That's yeah. kind of, so you know, I'll, I'll write so one and see what happens. Um, and then I think for me, it kind of, 
led on to, you know, you guys will know that when once you kind of start one thing, these little spiders webs yeah. and everything kind of connects, but yeah. it's, it's different. I think that then led me to think about, well, what are we doing? You know, what are we doing from a waste perspective? What are we doing from an inputs and outputs yeah. perspective? Um, and also a big bit about, you know, what are we, because people are a huge part of that and it's not even just educating them, but, you know, in terms of, I don't really like using the word sustainability, but I don't think there's a, a great alternative yet. No. Um, but it's, you know, we have to sustain the people as yeah. much as everything else, as well as the planet, as well as the pro- as profit, so that we can... Yeah. Well, it's a responsibility it. for us, you know, as part of a, an industry that, mm. you know, uses, oh, consumes a lot, amounts. do you know what I mean? Even if we're a small restaurant, we have to be part of the solution, do you know? Absolutely. And I think that's also interests me from... You know, how can we just do things better? And I think this is what's you know we're thinking about now when we reopen is, and the thing is that everyone is now like really invested in this, yeah. and that for me is like this is awesome. Like my team get excited when we found a new supplier that can give us you know supply us big bulk things rather than having to get you know little sure. plastic over and over again. And for me, that's kind of the best bit is that actually everyone's now on board with it and. They want to find new things and new ways of doing things. And it's also, I mean, really it goes cool. back to what you were saying about you know getting them in to do the paint the restaurant up, decorate out. Yeah. It's, it's then they're bringing something, and you, you could have like a I don't know a poster, but like what can we do next? And you know what what's the next thing we need to explore and tackle? Yeah. And just when everyone's feeding into it, it feels like it's their personal project as well. Well, know? I think moving forward too, like you know, we are, you know, in the past you used to spend you know we'd spend eighteen days, eighteen hours a day with people that you worked with five yeah. days a week so you'd spend more time with them than anyone and just now obviously that's not the case anymore for the better but there is that sense of well and it is a home away from home because a lot yeah. of people don't they're not from yeah. this country yeah. they don't they've never lived in london before so in a way that is their kind of security and it's about you know saying well actually can you how can you bring them to be part of something that sure. then and it, you know they will eventually if they move on but they may come back or they may go yeah. and start you know, again, that spider's webs of those relationships yeah. everywhere. Well, there's an important yeah. thing is, that, you know, how, uh, as a restaurant owner, as a chef, I've always felt that, you know, people that come through my doors, there's a responsibility to get them yeah, to be the 100%. best that they can be, not just for you, but to set them up for life. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. And like you say, at some point they may want to come back. They may go yeah. on their little journey and then they come back and they've done it for me. I'm pretty sure yeah. you've got to say, yeah. you know, enough people like that. But I guess one of the things we'd also like to talk, I mean, you know, staff, during COVID, um, looking after them? And I mean, did you have like kind of Zoom chats and like plenty of phone calls and that kind of stuff? So we, first of all, when it kind of happened, we set up a little WhatsApp about just, you know, like yeah. show us what you're cooking, tell us what you're doing. Just Great. so that, it, you know, because for, for me, that was my biggest, biggest concern was mental health at the beginning. So yeah. I was like, this is, this is going to be a really hard time for everybody. So how can I, so kind of also do like a weekly email, which would have resources, links to, sure. you know, um, mental health, chats or you know what to do if you know just so that it was there if they needed it yeah um and then just kind of keep that you know thinking about you know when we were reopening because again there was a lot of you know when we were reopening it's like well i don't really know mm. and i felt kind of quite responsible to give information but there were times where i was like i actually don't know <laughs> I've, got, I've literally got no idea yeah. it's like you can't really say to people i've got no idea but it's it was just that sense of look you know as soon as we do know as yeah. soon as i know as soon as a bit more is clear you know, we went for the government, so, um, and then, yeah, when we kind of, things started to talk about opening up, that's, yeah, we kind of did some, yeah, those kind of video zooms of, okay, 
you know, I remember saying to the guys, right, I want you all to think about everything that annoyed you before, everything that frustrated you, yeah. and let's talk about it and see if we can find a solution to how we reopen That's great. again. Yeah. Um, I was quite surprised that there wasn't as many as I thought. Yeah, really? someone gets really nasty. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> and this. Um, but I think it, it is, in a way, it's kind of all those, a lot of the frustrations have, it's kind of this has made them not be as present, you know. So we, we can't open seven days a week. There's no point yeah. in opening seven days a week. Yeah. So therefore, that's great because now everyone can have, you know, three days off a week. Which you know they were having before anyway, but now it's kind of a set. Um, everyone's got the same. It's kind of one team. It's a bit you know all those things that kind of we had before. Yeah. And just even you know things like yeah the linen that was driving people crazy. It's like well let's sand our tables and then we don't have to use yeah, it yeah. and it's you know it's more sanitary from a customer perspective sure. sometimes. So just all those little things that I kind of thought well yeah the things that we couldn't what can we change now mm. and then what's on our you know kind of future list for when we get our new site. Expanding yeah. on that comfort zone as well, isn't it? I mean, you said it a couple of... I mean, we, we've had it in conversations where you've always said to me, like, don't get in a comfort zone. Yeah. But that's kind of what, that's what yeah. we allowed in all of these restaurants for so long. I mean, I remember, you know, doing something the same way in the kitchen so many times and having, you know, someone with a world of experience come in to help me out for a day and he just suddenly goes, why'd you do it like that? Why don't you do it like this? And you suddenly go... That makes perfect sense. Like, why, oh, haven't I, why haven't I thought about this before? But no one said anything. And you just kind of like, you get to that point where it seems like, well, I did think about it, chef, but you're in charge. And I'm like, oh, come on, just say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> be smart with me, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there is. And I think that's, you know, and sometimes it takes a lot of energy not to, to get yourself out of that yep. place. Mm. And sometimes it's a bit, you know, mentally too, too hard. And sometimes it's just that sense of, okay, how do you get yourself into that zone where you are, you can keep moving forward rather than just being mentally exhausted. And I think that's yeah. very different, you know, there's the mental exhaustion versus the physical exhaustion. And I think as chefs, we almost, we know how to deal with the physical exhaustion because, you know, and it's yeah. a physical thing, we know we just, okay, you know, spend a whole day in bed or whatever it is. Sure. But the physical, the mental is the where, yeah. I think, and this has given that opportunity for everyone to have a bit of a have that pause that really much needed pause on myself at 100% I wouldn't have stopped had this not of well I had a couple of friends that reached out to me early on just saying chef I don't know what to do you know how are we going to get through this it's like you know don't just calm calm yourself chill Meditate, run, exercise. Yeah, because at least yeah. that did happen kind of early. Yes. And it's just like, well, look, for you guys, because we fell through the cracks, sadly. Yeah. But, so you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but I was very relieved for other people. Do you know oh, what I mean? So I mean, like, for me, but my bit, like, I was like, I'm responsible for 44 people yeah. for them to have an income. Yeah. And those first kind of, that first, whatever it was, that 10 day period, I was literally just so anxious about what was I going to do to be able to. Yeah. make it okay for these guys because I didn't have a clue yeah. so that's why we kind of went into the takeaway delivery thing really quickly and did groceries and everything and it was <laughs> yeah it was a bit of a, it worked it was super busy yeah. but it was all manual but yeah. I just kind of thought well as long as this is giving everyone just even that emotional hope that we'll do something yeah. we're not just going to sit still we'll yeah, do something you've got to try and, and then find suddenly everything. the government came through so it was yeah. like okay so so everyone just... threw a party for Rishi Sunak that day, didn't they? I know. <laughs> that was literally like, wow. No, it's so good. And, you know, yeah, I was actually really pleased because uh, I think the week leading up to lockdown, 
we were we just had our we were looking at every site of information and just putting it out through our channels and stuff and um and then you know Rishi came through with the deal at the end yeah. of the week and it was like, oh, right, that's a relief. Yeah. Now, not to say that all the problems were sort of no, no, still exactly. bits and pieces, but for the, you know for the majority, that's it, great. Um, and we had to figure it out for ourselves. But it was the, there was an, a range of emotions from different people that, you know, um, I was getting phone calls from people just not knowing what to do. I yeah. mean, even yeah, though yeah. They've, they've, they've got the furlough and they're, they're, they're comfortable, it's just like, I know what to do myself. And I'm like, look, this is a gift. You've got to see this as a gift. Opportunity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Particularly for yeah. chefs. Like, you oh, don't huge. get time with your family. You don't get time with your kids. Spend that. And now the same people, <laughs> um, the same people are like, I don't want to go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what worries me a little bit. Like, you know, and the, I mean, the exercise thing was a big thing for me too. Yeah. It was, I was like, right, everybody, this is, you know, because that's always been something that's helped me hugely. Yeah. It's just that sense of, you know, and having that purpose of, okay, this is, I'm going to set myself a goal to, you know, because I, I was a pretty terrible runner when lockdown started, and I'm not the best now, but at least it, just that, it just totally, yeah, it almost yeah. just gives you a bit of clarity, and I think yes. that's, like, super important. Something during the day to focus on as well. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it, a lot of people, and it's one of the things that I did immediately, is I, I actually had a really strange weekly planner. Yeah. That I, I literally structured my days, so that there wasn't a point in the day that, I would be without something to do, but mm. also the things that I was putting in there was stuff that was good for me, you know, like learning the guitar, reading a book, you know, going for a run, exercising at this point mm. during the day, mm. figuring out a new recipe. It wasn't things that I was giving myself to do to stress myself out. Yeah, exactly. So it was okay if one of the days I didn't learn the guitar or mm. you know, the yeah. next day I didn't read that book. Yeah. You know, but it, it just meant that I wasn't sat there binge watching Netflix and yeah, because that becomes the way, isn't it? Like, for everyone that says, look, you know, I'd love to do this, but I haven't got the time. It's like, well, here's the time. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Invest in yourself. Read, learn. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Exercise. Make yourself a, be- a better human. Or just human. rest. Yeah. Coming back. Like, or just rest. I was like, actually, hey, you know, I kind of thought, actually, this, you know, maybe I should do some volunteering. And I was like, actually, the best thing I can do for myself yeah. is just... Chill. Just actually, you know, kind of be... Just be rather yeah. than constantly. It was it was just such a weird feeling to kind of wake up and think I don't have to be anywhere. Yeah. I don't have to rush. I don't have to do this. I don't have to, and it was, to start with, I was just like, it's hard. This is amazing. <laughs> like, is, this, is this for real? And then you have a, those moments of, oh my god, what's going to happen after this? Yeah. Um, but it's just yeah, kind of talking yourself into that sense of as you say, this is an opportunity. Like, yeah. You know. And I, I did say to someone, it may never come again. They're like, I bloody hope not. And I was just thinking. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was like, I might. Yeah. <laughs> I've already. I've got two weeks until I go away to the states, and uh, we've been working really hard through uh, through lockdown, and yeah. you know when things have reopened, and we've started pushing with these podcasts and uh, another mm. load of stuff. And I've been doing a bunch of filming for bits and yeah. pieces. So now I've got like two weeks, or actually 11 days before I go, and I'm going to have myself a little mini lockdown now. Just like we've got two more podcasts, we're wrapping it up for a short while. Loads of content to put out already, so that's fine. What do I sound like, content? But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Influencer. <laughs> yeah. but we've got a bunch of stuff done, so we've had a really good push on this. And I'm just going to have like 11 days kind of to myself, not just really go yeah. out, you know, I want to just do a little semi lock, mini yeah. lockdown, you know, I, I don't drink through the winter months. So when May hit and then everyone was going out, it's like, yeah, let's have some drinks and yeah. stuff. But I'm like, 
I want to get back into those good habits I put. I know. So this is yeah. really important for me. I, yeah. I lost 12 kilos while we was locked down. Wow. And I think I put two back on. I'm like, no, let's... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm kind of keen to just start having my own little mini lockdown and mm. um, just before I go away. And you do get into a routine. Like I, when I first was... When it first happened, and because for me, I always associated a day off, like being at home meant I had a day off yeah. because that was... So it meant having a drink, meant all the things. And that kind of, after about four weeks, I was like, this car, this, car, <laughs> this is getting a little bit out of hand. I need to actually just, just calm this down a bit. Um, and kind of, yeah, it took a while to kind of get into that, into good habits. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. necessarily to like, you know, yeah, let your hair down. It was a, a, an, an unprecedented time. And you knew that like, July the 4th with things opening back up, it was like July the 5th was going to be like the nation's biggest hangover. Yeah. I didn't go out on the July. No, what am I doing? But yeah. I, I was actually quite happy that you know, actually I'm happy for other people that they're going yeah. out and doing stuff. But um, yeah. we've certainly made up for it. Like, so we've got a little yard over the road here, and we we put up a um, you know barbecue, couple of barbecues in there. There's like four hundred people going through the door. It's, wow. it's it's a big yard. It's huge and. Um, a lot of fun, but also dangerously close to home. And I'm just like, right, mm-hmm. that's another reason I need my own lockdown. lockdown. I need to avoid it for the I rest think that should time. be a thing moving forward that we should have self, self you know, isolated, self-isolated <laughs> areas. Well, we we're, spo- we're supposed to have holiday allowance for a year, but I don't really know any chef that's genuinely taken no. their entire holiday ever. But this was the thing about the whole lockdown thing. And I think the one thing that I really tried to encourage people to do is simply focus on themselves. Yeah, 100%. You know, uh, yes, work was a problem, all of these things, but there were so many things out of everybody's control that they just didn't need to work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss worry about and they just needed to focus on themselves and you know I know a lot of people you know, a chef friend of mine who's lost four stone over, mm. over this time you just think mm. oh, I'm so proud of him for doing that because mm. he wouldn't have done it before he would never have looked after no. himself in any way shape no. or form before exactly because he's yeah, yeah. got his pub and he had to run it and he you know he's the guy that just spent eight years working six days a week on his yeah. own 
so that he could afford wow. to do nice food. Mm. And he's just like, come on. This is the thing though, isn't it? You. Even as business owners, as, as proud chefs and how much we love the industry and what I'm, I'm working, there is that little thought that you, you, know, you can actually do so much for you, you, your craft, your industry, but you forget that actually, you know, there's more to life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to, like, you know, I've, I've worked... <laughs> I've worked on average probably about 70 hours a week I mm. think for my, my career and mm. uh, 23 years in the industry it's just like look I love it I'm taking a step back I may open a restaurant again who knows but you know I'm super passionate and proud about it but there is also this thing where at least I've had other things in my life you know I've, I've had guitar I've had music I've had my martial arts you know there are things that I have yeah. outside and there yeah. are people that don't have that and I, I worry about them that mm. that's that you know if, if food went wrong for them yeah. What have you got? Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to be able to yeah, take your apron off and have something else that you're excited about as yeah. well. Yeah, there is. And I think that's what probably lockdown did show some people that actually, what else do I have? Yeah. Um, and as you say, hopefully they've maybe found something that they enjoy doing now that they didn't know before. And, yeah. you know, things that, again, those whole, that, as you're saying, that I've never had time to do this. It's like, well... You know, for me sometimes I, I kind of you know, you play that back to yourself. It's like you always said you didn't have time to do this, now you do, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think but again it's that sense of actually yeah. just yeah, and going with what you feel like. If you don't yeah. necessarily get your guitar practice in that day then it's it's that's okay. It's okay. It's like it's it's okay. I mean, we, we say about it with, with mental health, it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to have a shit day. It's okay to have yeah. a good day. It's okay not to learn something today. It's okay mm. to be drunk today if it's your yeah. birthday. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. So it's, 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 everything is about moderation and growth and just mm. doing what's and good And at your for pace. You. And at your at pace, your yeah. pace. Yeah. totally. I thought that actually, this is interesting to touch on that as well. But um, Yeah, I think for me now, I, I know when I'm having a shit day mm. and I'll just say, right, that's it. I, and... All right, it's easier for me than, you know, it would be for a chef that's doing service to go, yeah, I'm not coming in today. I mean, I know that causes some problem, but there's a way of working around that somehow. But mm. certainly through lockdown, I kept myself busy with a lot of things. But if there was one day that just wasn't working for me, it's just like, well, yeah. laptop closed. This is, yeah. do you know what I mean? I'm switching off. I'm yeah. taking my day midweek to say, this is it. This is a fuck it day. Yeah. I'm going to, um, I'm just going to have my feet up ordering some delivery or something and yeah, watch yeah. Netflix, you know yeah. what I mean? And not care or feel guilty about that. Yeah, I think that's the that's the hardest bit sometimes is not feeling that oh I should be doing this or I should be doing that yeah. or I should be here with I should be there with the guys or I should be all those shoulds that Sure. But it's just knowing that you're not gonna be productive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And mm. and you can feel it. It's just like I could carry on kind of kicking myself all day to get something done or I can yeah. just say, you know what, rest today. And then actually, as much being the next day, you're You'll in a be different more mindset. Yeah. yeah, maybe I'm going to get up even earlier tomorrow and yeah. know, crack on and do so. What was the best thing you did during lockdown? Did you? Is there anything that you've come away going? I wasn't expecting to do that. Um, I think there's things that I've done that I kind of have always wanted to do, yeah. and I think my roof terrace is probably actually you know growing, planting, and actually getting that. And one of the one of the, my most favourite things, which was so weird. Was in New Zealand the you know the New Zealand silver fern yeah. the All Blacks yeah. um, symbol. And I was like, oh, I really want some. You know, it'd be great to have some of those in my little on my terrace. Um, and so I ordered them quite early during lockdown. And then the the day they came and they were just 
they were just these two stumps. And I was like, oh my God, what have I done? And I was like, this is going to be years. And I was like, oh, I'm such an idiot. I didn't read it. Like, so I applied to them anyway. And then suddenly, like, it's just been this joy of these, it's so, it's quite hard to describe it. They come up like little pets. So they come up like little animals. So there's yeah. kind of a little circle and then they, they grow into this. In that Fibonacci sequence. And it's just like... been like, honestly, like it's like being out having a pet, but with no maintenance because you don't have to oh, feed wow. them. And it's just been like one of those weird, joyful, oh my gosh, look what, and like, you know, some of them will grow this much in a day. And it's yeah. just like being really? so. That's insane. And I've never had time <laughs> to sit and watch something like that because I've never, you know, during the week I'd be like, you know, home yeah. late, up early, not even yeah. glance at it and be out the door. Um, so I think that's, that's been one really nice thing. I think my running's definitely improved. Well, my distance has improved, my kind of speed hasn't. But how's again, the, just that sense now? of... It's good, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's still not 100%, but it does... It's fine. I think, you know, I, I feel really lucky that I live close to the canal. Yeah. I, I bet it's been one of my total kind of saviours. I think water's a big part of calming and soothing me. Yeah. yeah. And just actually kind of um, being more aware of the area I live in. Like, I'd never kind of... I didn't even realise how close, like, you know, Hackney was to where I lived in terms of walking. Because you just don't... Especially when you're kind of yeah. in the underground all the time. So I think just having a, an awareness of what's around me. Um, I did... Yeah, I mean, just cooking as well. I haven't cooked for myself and... It's crazy, right? right? And it's like, it's actually... Just, you just don't use it. No! It's like, what do you want to eat today? It's the thing. It's like, I've been like, I didn't even... I didn't have takeaways once the whole of lockdown. Because I actually know what I did relent to get Mandy's Nazi. Yeah. That was my only time. But I thought, actually, this is what I feel like. I can make it. Yeah. And I, I had a butcher near me. I had a fruit, great fruit and veg shop. I had an Asian shop. So I could get kind of all those yeah, things I'd always me. kind of wanted to make. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. I feel like this today. I'll just make it and yeah. it was for me that was quite kind of um yeah liberating in some ways I was like this is actually this is kind of why I got into it yeah well that's the enjoyment isn't it like yeah. if, 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 I think uh, how many times have I said that to people that you know you, you, you jump into a kitchen because you like cooking you like eating and learning and putting things together and being the creative and then you get paperwork and invoices <laughs> and, like, rotors and all these like, yeah. little things and uh, they're not fun stuff. They're not yeah. fun stuff. And then I, I used to say, look, cooking is five percent of my day. If that, mm, do you know yeah. what I mean? That's not a yeah, good day. Yeah. And yeah. Um, to be able to do, oh, you know, I've cooked at home all the time. I was like, wow, you know, I moved into this place about two years ago and hadn't really, you know, used a, yeah. this lovely kitchen. Yeah. I mean, you said before lockdown, it was just like, oh, maybe you could do some videos. I was like, fucking no, no, no thanks. Like that. <laughs> and, and then he's done loads. And then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then You've got the perfect setup as it well. It really is. Well, yeah. It's awesome. And I now think I'm going to put it on YouTube and just try and make some money out of it. You know? <laughs> totally. Why not? <laughs> I've got quite a good idea for that, but that's another conversation. But um, yeah, it's just those things where you just think, well, you know, you start a lockdown, it's, you, you, I guess you don't have any ideas what's going to happen, but coming out of it, it's just like, didn't expect that to happen, yeah. you know? Yeah. Did a lot of mushrooms in lockdown as well. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm yeah. honest, yeah. I mean, you know, mushrooms for me, it's just like one of those things that, we have explored a lot of this. We've read a lot of books because of the mental health aspects yeah, yeah. and like kind of microdosing and stuff. But um, I, um, I used to grow them as a kid, or you know, in my teens and and twenties. And I think you know, you took them just to get really, really high, and that was it. But I read so much more about it over the last few years. Got into microdosing. And then had like uh, a couple of sessions where it was like, now I know the spiritual side of this. Mm. 
let's give this a go and see what's going on. And there's this connection to the earth, this energy that you get, it's just, you know, you realise you're just a vessel, you know, and you, you feel like there's so much more to the spiritual connection than we, than we well, I guess we get distracted by all the things that are going oh, on by in all life. the stuff. Oh, forget gotcha. about it. We you know what I mean? We're made of electricity yeah. and life force and energy anyway. And like the fact that we don't, we don't pay any attention to that because we've we got a lot electricity yeah. and, and mm. Wi-Fi and radio waves and stuff going on all the time. It's just, yeah, you, you can't settle and just become it's like it's like being yeah. in a field in barefoot yeah yeah like, being, there's, there's, like, on the, in the so like for me the sea is yeah. one like yeah. swimming in the sea is just like that's that connection of that sand and just just being weightless as well yeah. in a way and i think that's the yeah floating on your back yeah and we don't right. ever allow ourselves that and i think that's also you know lockdown just that sense of slowing down the pace yes and taking time yeah to yourself look at those things and to actually investigate those things and i think that's you know even weird things like having to queue up to get your groceries like mm. before that that never was a thing you just you'd go and you'd get what you needed and you'd yeah. be out and you'd be like actually you've now got to plan and you can't get frustrated no. because you really want something then that's just the way it is you've got to be patient mm. and i think just slowing everything yeah, down yeah. well everything has become instant hasn't it and, and, and you know for me it was like i you know as lovely as this place is and Hackney has been my home for a long time. I'm kind of ready to, uh, this will be my last year in London. And I'll do it to the point where, as long as I can get into London maybe once a week or fortnight or yeah, month. Yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? I do. But yeah. I don't have restaurants anymore, so yeah. I don't need to be here at seven yeah. in the morning. I, uh, even with kind of pilot light and what we do with restaurants, we don't, we can, can work it. remotely. Yeah, so that's, that's really good. And, um, I love it. I've been very lucky and fortunate in my experience of lockdown and what we're saying about the lovely grocers and all the things you've mm. got in the area. Brilliant. But I'm kind of ready to be like a, a bit more oh, isolated. Yeah, totally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. A little house, plenty of land, growing, you know, I've got tomatoes and Everything. stuff out there, but I want even more. You, <laughs> yeah. know, just, you can have your have animals, that. you can just be self-sufficient yeah. almost. And like you said, like... you plan things differently. But there's no bad in that. We've just got, you know, being in central London, you've got everything when you need it yeah. all the time. But I would do things differently. I'd slow it down a bit more. Maybe I'd be a bit more productive for not having so many distractions. Do you know That's, what I mean? Yeah, Surprises. I do think there is a bit of that. I think there's a lot of... I think probably a lot of people think that right now as well. Yeah. And even just because everyone hasn't been able to let go abroad, mm. I think just exploring what we have on our backyard, yeah. in our backyard is, like, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so beautiful yeah. in this country. That, and you're right, you can, I mean, you can get to places within an hour. Right, you do that a few times a week. That's it. It's fine. And the Zoom call. Now, uh, I, I, I saw in <laughs> lockdown, someone had said, yeah. I can't wait for Zoom calls never to happen again or something like that. Yeah. And, and it was a meme or something. Like, and I was like, yeah, I, I damn right. But at the same time, you know, we've used them for, so, uh, for such a long period now, you know, uh, quite intensely for the last few months that, again, I don't want to say it's a normal thing, but it's something that's even, it's acceptable to be able to do that rather than saying, right, I'm going to have a meeting, which takes up the takes morning. Takes up so much time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's Getting just like, there, let's just do this yeah. because Having this coffee, makes so much sense. selling into yeah. it. It's like, just FaceTime someone. It's done. Wait two weeks for me to be free or I've got an hour free now and we can have a catch up. Yeah. I know. And, and also just done. even like from commuting <laughs> and like how much extra time you have. Yeah. Yeah. to be productive yeah. as well. in London, you know, just being in East London to go over West, that's yeah. the morning taken up or the afternoon taken up. And then so. you get there, you have a coffee, then you start the meeting. So mm. it's actually kind of, 
mean, really yeah, good. Used to, Maybe used to now twenty minutes mind. plus. It used to blow my mind when I was coming. I, like, what, it got to a point I was up here three times a week for meetings, yeah. and I'd plan it, and I don't think I ever once planned it accurately for the time yeah. in between yeah. Yeah. travel. I know. Because all it takes is missing a tube once, or there to be an accident once, and you're like... Yeah, stuck on the underground. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, just, it's so, it's quite weird, though, to think back to it now of that busyness, isn't it? Yeah. Like, to think yeah. of going to central London and behaving, it's like, yeah. I actually can't imagine that anymore. No, I mean, certain areas are still like a ghost town, aren't they? Getting out out of London Bridge and seeing 20 people, and you're like, this isn't right. Yeah. (laughs) But that's the thing, I guess that's what I would say, is that I, I, you know, our our London uh, travel network, transport network is fine, I I say. (laughs) 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 Uh, I I mean, we're lucky to have an underground, but at the same time, yeah, it can be fucking gross, and I've travelled on that enough that... I actually never want to use the underground ever again. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. there were, I'd sooner use a Zoom call uh, and not have to travel around London. It's, just, it's more productive in a lot of ways. Of course it is, yeah. yeah. And travel's one of them things that I just don't like doing. I love travelling around the world, but... The travel bit I don't necessarily like. I like being in different countries and doing stuff. I've got to do three flights to yeah, get to no the one, States. No one likes getting on a plane. No, but to have three flights... Waiting I used to like around, getting on a plane. Around. Yeah, so waiting around. Yeah. I used to like getting on a plane because I knew that there was... I didn't have to do anything. No, yep. I couldn't do anything. Couldn't do emails, couldn't do... I was like, this is like... And flying to New Zealand, you've got 17 hours. Yep. When yeah. no one can get in hold of you. <laughs> and you can just literally... I actually used to embrace it because I was like, this is yeah. actually... I can read a book. I yep. can watch a I don't mind a one flyer. If it's one flyer, yes, I don't mean better. I do the India. Yeah. Or, you know, if I think the longest was LA and that was like 10 or 11 hours. One flight, no problem. Mm. I actually like being on, you know, yeah. premium economy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big guy, I can't fit into any seats. And I need to arrive happy, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I, I've got no problem. But three flights, that yeah, means that's, like, that's. that's yeah, I and don't you're right. Know. All the waiting, like in the pre and the post, it's just like and the checking of passports and yep. picking your bags up and dropping them off, and you know, yeah. I was like, I think a lot of this comes down to the fact that last year I had a really tight layover in Boston, going from London to Boston to uh, Columbus, um, and I just about got my flat plane because I had to pick up in Boston. I had to pick up my um, luggage from the carousel. And then travel to the other side of the airport to ch- put it back in. So doing that, and I only had like an hour to do all this. <laughs> I was like dripping with sweat and yeah, panic and anxiety. Yeah. Just like fuck. <laughs> so yeah, these things really haunt me when it when it comes to travelling. But um, never used well, to. It might be different now. Yeah, might be an empty flight. Mm. It won't be going. Won't be full. <laughs> yeah. Won't be full though, will it? My original flight got cancelled. Got to wear a mask on the plane? Last week. Yeah, oh, last my origi- week. Yeah, yeah. So my original flights, um, everything fell through and we had to rebook. So it's gone from two flights. And it's always two flights to Columbus, but um, it's gone from two flights to three flights. I've got to go to Amsterdam first. Okay. It's like backwards. <laughs> yeah. so two, two steps back from one step forward. to Amsterdam <laughs> to pick up a flight to Detroit and then down to... Anyway, enough about me. Yeah. Shots well. <laughs> no, no travelling on the cards. Apart no. from within the UK. Do you still you obviously stay in touch with your family a lot? Well my sister and my mum live over here. Oh do so, they? Yeah. Oh, that's I've got a niece and a nephew over here. So You don't have to go back? No, I don't. So which is because it is yeah. It's not the the flying I don't mind, especially if you go as you say, premium. Um <laughs> but the uh yeah. It's so like <laughs> economy is like premium. <laughs> Um, 
but the jet lag. Yeah. And the older you get, like, it's Absolutely just brutal. Weeks. Like, it takes me a good week to really? feel normal. And I'm like, actually, that's, you know, I don't have a week to feel normal, to, to try and feel normal. I've got to be back. But as know. a chef, <laughs> <laughs> I say this as a chef and someone that has um, indulged in the odd late night. There's something about it, 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 it does fuck you, the, the, the jet lag, but I'm kind of used to, and I don't know if you are, but I'm kind of used to the kind of coming home at six in the morning, seven in the morning, no, because that, like, chefs don't go out until like yeah. midnight a lot of the time, yeah. and then, do you know what I mean? And then you're out till whatever time, and that was part of the, the chef lifestyle. So I, I was always better at dealing with jet lag than other people, but mm. certainly the last couple of years it's hit me. Yeah, well. I used to be, you know, I used to be able to get back on a... And then be back at work at 6am the next day and do a full kind of five day week. Yeah. Um, it's not so much to sleep, but it's just that feeling of just like, I don't know, it's just like really uncomfortable mm. and just like a bit nauseous, a bit kind of Yeah, like, yeah, there is a nauseous. And just like, there's just, nothing fixes it. That's no. <laughs> the thing, it's just like you try, try everything and it's like nothing, yeah, nothing it's, helps. It's the being wide awake at like, you know, with the, a bedtime that, you know, if you want to like a night 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, midnight, and you're just wide awake. But you can't really work out what time your body's on. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Is it five in the afternoon? Is it <laughs> nine, nine <laughs> no. in the morning? Like, what Why can't you I be sleep? doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> no. I do it's that. But there's there's a, 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 a... I go to India a fair bit, and, um, you know, there's a thing where... What way is it I fly? Oh, so if I'm in there, it doesn't take me long to get into things. It's an eight... There's a five and a half hour difference mm. in time. So it's fine when I go there. When I come home... It usually means that I'm up at five in the morning. And I like getting That's up good, at five yeah. in the morning. And I was doing that a lot through lockdown. Yeah. And only when it started getting really light in the evenings and in the mornings that it was, there's so much noise around here, that trying to, trying to compromise, that you're, or trying to deal with the, uh, the noise and the light yeah. at nine o'clock when I was going to sleep, trying to get to sleep, it's like, well, I can't do no. this. But I was like getting up at five o'clock and you know, reading up about the kind of five o'clock, five a.m. club. And <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm one of these. You're one of them. <laughs> You're one of them. Yeah, well, I was. Well, I was. It's, it's, it's completely gone out the window. But I do look forward to the to the light. It's like, yeah. To the sun going down. I mean, I love these light evenings, but you know, not maybe like eight o'clock. I want to get to bed about half eight, nine o'clock, and it be you know dark. That's okay because mm. I know I'm going to get up early. Yeah. And getting up at five in the morning means that you can get out and meditate, do some exercise. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 the best thing for me is that no one's really going to get in touch with you until ten o'clock. Yeah. So you've got five hours to yourself to be as productive as you can, and it's really really good. It's it's a, it's a habit I want to get back into yeah. definitely. It's just hard in winter, isn't it? I would say, uh, yeah, everything's hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that doesn't happen. It's but it was like, I've woken up, you know, just <coughs> woken up sometimes and the sun's, you know, just as the sun's been rising and it's just like, this is amazing. Like, and you get the energy from that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you the do. circadian rhythm of just getting up when the sun's up and then kind of going to bed when mm. it's going down. Yeah, I, I think it's so energising. I don't like... We were talking with Tom Middleton about like, the fact that he's made his bedroom a sanctuary yeah, and like you know, yeah. blackout curtains and all yeah. this, and it does make sense. I understand that, but I think there's this this for me. I like sleeping in the dark. It does make sense, but I want I don't want it to be dark when I want to wake up. I want the yeah, light to come through. Yeah, you're woken up by the light. Exactly. Do you yeah, know yeah. What I mean? no, I'm saying. Yeah. 
And that's you just you feel I mean, so much better when you wake up. Really? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like absolute shit if I'm in a dark room. You're like, what fucking time is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have I missed the day? Yeah. <laughs> you do, don't you? You kind of like, what's happened? It freaks you right out. Yeah. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Because I, I, yeah, I actually I don't ever close the curtains fully. So no. I've, I've, I like that there's a bit of light coming through in the morning mm. and stuff like that. The flat that I had in Tunbridge Wells had, it was. It wasn't a downs. Well, it was the downstairs flat, but it wasn't like a basement flat. But where where it was is the um, the road kind of hilled down a little bit, so the sun never touched it. Uh. So it would literally, if you didn't have a light on, this flat was pitch black. Oof. Mm. It was just you got no warmth from the I sun or anything like that. It's yeah. a very cool flat, and it was yeah, it was dreary. I'm yeah. glad I'm not in there anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no, that does not sound like a right. Is it? I mean, it's, it's a funny thing as well. I mean. It, it, Basement kitchens have always been a thing. This has uh, been my... Is that yours? Is we've got yours? a basement kitchen. We yeah. do have a bit of natural light just outside, which is helpful. But, yeah, moving forward, I'm like, I do not want no. a basement kitchen. No, I, I had it. In a, there was a bunch of them I worked in through my kind of early years. And, um, you know, when you're doing like 16 hours a day, you're getting in at half seven in the morning, it's still dark outside. You're just disoriented. You, you know, yeah. half 11, 12 at night. You don't see the sun at all. And vitamin you have no D connection with the outside world. No, but the lack of vitamin D. I mean, we don't yeah. actually get enough vitamin D. If we were to stand in, in, in Europe, Northern Europe, if we were to stand outside all day long, we are still not got the recommended amount of vitamin D that we need. Mm. So it's being in a basement like nothing. And it's another thing about kind of chef's mental health that, you know, it, it's not, it's kind of adding to... Well, vitamins are huge to, in terms of mental health and hormones and all that. It yeah, makes completely. a huge difference. So that's the thing, I, I mean, you know, it's it's a difficult. I, th- I I would always encourage people to not go into a basement kitchen. I know. Now. It, it's it's a small thing, but it's also a massive thing. That's you huge. know what I mean? I've done my it time is. in them, and then the moment we were gone, kind of even open kitchens. Like I I love open kitchens as being something yes. where, you know, there's a person. Uh, it's a personable experience coming into a restaurant and like. You know, seeing the chef, mm. seeing what's going on, seeing the kitchen functioning. I think people functioning. want to see that now. As I well. think they do, yeah. But also, as a chef and, and uh, people working sections, the intensity you've got to work at, you want to know that it's going to some people that are smiling and happy and yeah. you know yeah. being wowed by the food. Yeah. And you know, we I mean, we did it at St Leonard's, but we felt it was important for the chefs to take mm. the food to the table. Yeah, because there's even more of a connection yeah. there. Tell the story, and if it, you know, you're taking them over. I mean, it's always a nice thing. Diners are a bit more. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting, but yeah. that's the thing. It's I, I, I definitely needed. Um, I, I felt it was. It made the connection about what you're eating a bit more so when the chefs are bringing it out. They're talking, yeah. and the chefs can see. They can get that energy because that's what we thrive on. We thrive on that energy of like. It's one thing saying you know compliments from the chefs, but it's even better when the customers can come up to the parcel yeah, yeah. and, yeah. and say thank you and shake your hand. Say you know, like, who could that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my idea though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in charge. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think yeah, that is a big thing. I think it's also I think as chefs because you know, a lot of us, you know, those times in the kitchens where you are, you just you're in it's your little um shield around you. And it, it's yeah. kind of that protection and you kind of don't want to speak to people sometimes and no, that, I, totally. but it, and it kind of enforces that for you rather yeah. than actually trying to open it up a bit more I think so I mean you can get into the, the comfort zone of you know just being behind the scenes mm. um, and I, I, it's not right I mean look 
have a little prep kitchen where you can do that because there's definitely been days where I'm like, look, yeah. I've got managers kind of deal with them. Exactly. Not my job. <laughs> Ask someone else. <laughs> I'm, definitely I'm, see that a few times. Yeah. yeah. So there's a few days where I'm just like, look, I'm employing everyone to deal with yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, there's a lot of yeah. managers here. Just go and fix it. I'm going to just be at one with a, you yeah. know, a, a sheep carcass. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Absolutely. How are we doing for time, Doug? <laughs> we've got this, we're enjoying it. We've got this thing where it's just like, we, we always say like 45 minutes to an hour and uh, the, the past few podcasts, we've got it bang on an hour. Yeah. But we kind of lose track. Yeah. Which I don't think is that big a deal. It's never a big a deal, no. but I'm just always like, you know, I could waffle forever. I'm also con- conscious that it doesn't become the Andrew show and I don't talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He's just sat and I'm just sitting here like this. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Tell us, uh, staff food uh, is, is something I wanted to talk about. And, yeah. um, you know, going back to some of the things about your staff, and, you know, I've always, I've, I definitely, we've had chats about this before, I'm sure. But, you know, your staff turnover has been low as far as I remember. And, and yeah. your team respond well to you and who you are. I mean, you, we had Sally Avon the other day and it was it's another thing, thing about someone that's, you know, nurturing, motherly perhaps, you mm, know, just yeah. looks after yeah. the, the team and stuff. And I guess one of the things is, is, you know, what you do, what makes, what the things are that you do that you you think are important for you know chefs to be able to manage their team but also the staff food side of it you know what do you do to nourish the staff you know is what, it, what fuels your staff you know do you think it's do you think it's female empathy as well yeah i think there is a there is a sense of um yeah like i know if i can tell if someone's off like if the and i don't feel comfortable like i, mm. I just have this little niggling if i if someone's energy isn't right and i'm like something's not right with yeah. them and i feel you know, sometimes too much that actually, are they okay? You know, and, yep. and there's been times where I've gone, I have probably, you know, gone a bit too far with certain people because I've just really wanted to help them. Yeah. Especially people that have had mental, you know, health issues. I've probably, you know, I've probably done too much for them because I've sure. just felt that if I don't, who's going to? Yep. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, totally sometimes it's hard to know where that line is. Um, but I think it's, I think it's important that they look after each other as well. And I think it's, it's actually rather than it just being kind of one figure here that's like, well, actually, you guys need to look out for each other. And so, you know, I think Star Food's a big, a really good kind of way of showing mm. that because some people that kind of... Because we take, you know, they take turns in the kitchen and you can see the people that put kind of the effort into it and want yeah. to create something really delicious. And then you get others that kind of don't put as much effort in, which is kind of... You have to say to them, look, this, is not, not, this is not okay. <laughs> because, you know, you can't have carb on carb on carb. Yeah. Like, that's just... The, the kind of easy, as you say, you know, the pasta, the rice and yeah. some toast or it's just not okay. Um, and of course with me, I'm like, there has to be vegetables. Like you yeah. have to make something, you have to use. And I'm quite tough in some respects because I don't, I won't buy in things for star food unless it's December. Sure. Yeah. I won't buy meat in for star food yeah. because I'm like, actually, there's enough here and I think get creative. Like for me, I also think that it, it kind of brings out a bit more of their creativity if they've got a stuff shelf full of offcuts. Yes. They kind of have to figure out for themselves how mm-hmm. they can make something. Yeah. And even, you know, making something from nothing, which as chefs you get really good at. And I think for me that's again a skill that I want them to have for when they move forward. So yeah. then, you know, sometimes they'll come to me and say, But there's not chef, there's nothing for staff food. And I'm like, Have we got flour? Have we got yeast? Have we got water? Yeah. 
pizza, yeah. bread. You know, there's always something, and I think sometimes it's just that that thought process of you know if I I want them to be accountable for themselves. So if mm. I was to kind of just buy everything and say right, you know, there you go, that's that's our food today, they wouldn't have that ability to start thinking outside the box, right? Yeah, and I think just you know it's I'm always I've always said to people that have come to work for me that I don't. I'm not a kind of I'm not going to give you a, a piece of paper that says what you have to do. It's very much about finding your feet, finding your way, and you know there's no kind of. I think it removes a lot of the bureaucracy. So yeah. it's actually you. I want you to think for yourself. I don't want to have to do all the thinking for you because yeah. you're not going to learn anything from that. And you know those chefs that you you would have all experienced them would just like, oh, where's this? Where's that? Where's this? Where's that? All the time, and they just don't before they've even looked. They'll just say, oh, where's this? And it's like, well, have you? Yeah, because it's in the place it lives. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Yeah, it's in the open your eyes section. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just turn right when you get to the walk-in. Yeah. Because um, I think again, as you were saying, like for me, I feel like I have a responsibility to get them ready to kind yeah. of be self-sufficient as well, and that you know, eventually if they go to run their own kitchens, then they're going to remember some of those things. And I have had chefs say to me before. You know, when when they've gone to do something else, like I could, I can hear you still yeah, in yeah. my head, and I can hear you, and you, I know that that's not okay. So I, that's why I had to do it this way. Um, and just even, you know, from a food waste perspective as well, just a from it's wasting the food, but also from a GP perspective, it's like, you know, if you're just throwing that in the bin, then when you have to do this job, mm-hmm. you're not going to succeed because you you need to make yeah. sure that you can do it. So it's kind of that three sixty in a way of actually. How can you, and you're now making them try and think about, you know, things, doing things a bit more sustainably, a bit more regeneratively, how can they have less waste, how can they reuse something, mm-hmm. how can they, you know, and it is exciting when they some of them we had, I think we had something that had, I can't remember what it was, but they managed to, we got, we had a chef that, um, and he made the most kind of amazing like pierogies or something from like nothing, because well, I think it was a squash, that's right, it was a packet of um, gyoza skins, and they'd all squashed together. Yeah. So he rolled it out, you know, made these little discs, and then made these, like, used all the stuff that we couldn't use. And oh, it's wow. like, that is exactly... Yeah, that's what it's about. This that's is what it's thing, about, yeah. because mm. you've learned, you know, otherwise you would have just thrown it in the bin, because it's easier. Yeah. Actually, you've learned to be able to do that, and I think... But again, just, like, nutrition, like, chefs are terrible at nutrition. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah. you can't start the day on a Coke. Like... That to me is just Red like Bull. that is rebel, yeah. That's yeah, one thing I, I really think you've got to ban them from kitchens. Yeah, well, I've like, tried to. I yeah, did. I've, I've tried to as well. I just about like mm. it was pint can of monster every day. Yes. And I'm like, What's wrong with you? <laughs> but it smells. It's like you like, <laughs> oh, it stinks the whole kitchen out. It's like it's oh. just. But I'm like that is that does nothing for you. Like you're gonna feel good you. for about ten minutes, and then in about an hour's time, you're gonna be yeah. feeling like absolute crap. But look at you as well, like. If there was unhealthy, and then there's adding a heart attack, <laughs> to that like that's you. So yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> I know somebody that's that's my age that had a heart attack at 28 because they mm. were addicted to that thing. So you're like, oh, you had a heart attack at 28 years old, mm. and you're just obsessed with this, which is fucking horrible anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. synthetic. The yeah. smell, like you say, oh, it's, 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 it's outrageous. Um, Red Bull's never sponsoring this show. No. <laughs> <laughs> I will say one thing: when we used to have Rita's, um, which is ironically just behind here um, when we first set it out this was like 2013 because of the amount of great Asian supermarkets that are along the way 
we were doing some serious hours in there, like working every day. I think Mondays we were shut, but we were just, you know, me, Gabe, and a couple of others, we were just there on the stove, just cooking, tired. That, you know, uh, I think by six o'clock going into evening service, we just needed something. And we found that the, the Asian supermarkets, they were doing the The, the concentrated bit. one. They'd <laughs> <laughs> yeah. go around there to go and get a couple of bits and herbs or something, come back and it'd be like, got you one of these. <laughs> <laughs> and it'd be like, chug a can. <laughs> and then just do service and at least it got you through. I'd, so I, I have to sympathise with kids that are, you know, drinking these energy drinks and stuff because... I know it kind of worked, but there has to be another way, right? Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. a couple of espresso. Water. Your um, yeah, water's good. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's, it's, maybe it's just yeah, like not working. Yeah, I think they also like now, they don't, they don't do those hours anymore. No. You're, you're a fan of the three days off, four days on. We, so we were doing, yeah, we were doing four days, um, four days on, three days off. But some of them, for me, I'm like, actually, it's, if you want to work over five days, yeah. you want to work over four, mm. you know, if you want, if you like those, if you like coming at yeah. four. It has to work, obviously, with, what's going on in the business but I think it's important to have that um yeah just that time for me it's also the two days off together that's the thing yeah. that yeah is probably the most important because to have an I you know I used to do that when I used to work six days a week quite often you just you'd never have a, a night where you didn't have to get up the next day mm. you'd never be able to just have a night off where you could be like oh I don't actually have to think yeah. about anything mm. right now um and for me that was really mentally draining because sure. you just never have that your body can never. You're always on the fight or flight. You're always kind of. Yeah, I've got I to be ready. That. I can't let myself. Well, it's also the thing that just having the two days off together is that the one day that if you need to sleep, yeah, <laughs> you can totally. sleep, and then you've got another day for the to life admin stuff. and do bits and pieces. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I work six days a week. That's kind of my. I'll take Sundays as the day where I switch off. Yeah. I don't like my work's different now that I'm not working in a kitchen. Sure, but. Sometimes I find it more exhausting sitting at a laptop and so doing do I. things. It's, and I'm just and then you can't go to sleep. That's no. what I find. If I've been on a laptop late yeah. and I try and go to bed, it's just like... Yeah. But sitting around in a chair, like, you know, I want to get up, I want to walk yeah. around. You know, you, you spend so long in a very active role yeah. to then, you know, being a, you know, whatever we are now. <laughs> <laughs> Content creators. Yes! <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just being... Sitting at the computers, and I'm just like, oh shit! I, I need to go and cook something for myself to make, just yeah. have something to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have one day off a week where I just switch off and do nothing. That's Sundays, and I think I'm I'm happy with that. Um, but I think in my previous years of running restaurants, uh, the, the four days on, three days off seems to work for the team. But as you say, yeah, sometimes they want more hours. They want yeah. you know, and they're happy to do that. And I'm like, all right. As long as you're cool with it. Yeah. But when you by the end of it going, oh, I'm really exhausted, it's like, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there might be an exceptional time, I think, when we opened St. Leonard's, I was like, guys, I want you to work if you don't mind any objections, yeah. like, let me know. But if you can we work every day that. this week, yeah. I'll take you out for a Chinese at the end of the week, just because yeah. I want everyone hands on deck for the yeah. first week. And they were cool with it. And we were all in it together as well. So there's that nice thing yeah. about saying, I'm really hurting. Just give something a massage. Yeah. You all right? You okay? You're going <laughs> to yeah, get yeah. through it? Yeah. But right, let's do it. We're on this. Um, so, uh, look, sometimes you've got to dig deep together, but then I know that there's times when you give back and you can say, look, you know, here, have an extra day off. We don't need yeah. you today. And it's not going to, you know, it's not going to dock it from your pay. It's just like, we don't need you. I'd sooner you'd be well rested and motivated and yeah. Yeah. go and read a book. Actually, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Flexibility. And that, that, that's, yeah. that's, I think it's an important thing for, you know, people running businesses to be able to just give back when you can. And it just makes a difference to your team. They'll do so much more for you, right? Absolutely. I think that's... And when they see you doing it, I think that's also, you know, 
part of it as well. Yeah. I think for in December it's always crazy. So we always, you know, rather than getting people in just for a month that probably aren't going to be a huge amount of help yeah. because they've not got the, you know, again, just fitting in. For, for me, it's also really important, the personalities in the team. Yeah. That that yes. all works. Because if you, even if you've got someone that's an amazing chef, but you know they're just going to piss everyone else off. It's, not, it's never going to work. No, no, sure. So it's not even I've always found there. hiring just, you know, but a lot of the time it's get them in. Um, and I've, I mean, obviously I've let my head chefs and stuff do it in recent years. But even before that, when I was a head chef, I'd be like, let my CDPs feedback in. What's he like? What's totally. He, what's he yeah. like? What, yeah. Is he going to fit in with the team? Because if, the, if there's no kind of... Um, connection there then we're going to be in trouble i don't want you guys coming in you come yeah. into the family yeah. do you know what i mean yeah and that's the thing you get them i get them to work with cdps because it's like you know it's i'm am, i don't do you know problem <laughs> on my laptop a lot you don't have much to do but it's funny <laughs> there's some of them that will just come and always ask me questions and i'm yeah. like well actually no you need to ask yeah because yeah. he well, knows what's going yeah. on um and so there is yeah you can kind of see from little you know yeah. even just the way they move around the kitchen as to how they're going to be with other people a bit and yeah, for me, that's that's kind of one of the most important things that they can all support each other. Do you still get the surprises? I was talking with someone the other day about the the kind of the the, the surprises that you get within a team. Which, uh, in fact, the person I was talking to, someone that's kind of working for me now at this little yard and um, has been, you know, through the St Leonard's days when he started, he was I was just like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> shit this yeah. guy needs to wake up you know um but then he became our longest serving member yeah you, you trust him with anything and we were talking about maybe doing some other projects later on i'm like yeah i'm gonna give you a call every all the time now you know mm. yeah because he proved himself but there, there, are, <laughs> there are people that come into it and you're just like why is he still here <laughs> yeah. yeah and then yeah, it just yeah, yeah. it just surprises you like yeah. i'm happy to say like i'm wrong a number oh, of totally. times on that totally but then sometimes it's just like this is not going anywhere, and then yeah, you don't yeah. feel, yeah, that's really hard. But then I think there are other ones that surprise you, and I think sometimes it just takes a change in scenery or a change in something. Well, to just make that, it yeah, just like the other section, like some of them, I'm like that's it. They just, you know, they could be come in and they could be really bad on one section, but you can see that they've got something about them, so that you just put them on another section and they're fine. Yes, I find yeah, that especially absolutely. with people because there's some people that work really well on their own, better than with people, and yes. there's people that are the opposite. And again, it's just finding those sections that can... It's also the one thing that, you know, there's a, there's a real lift when um, they have to start teaching someone. Yes. That's and always that's, when... Do you know? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you see that and you're yeah. like... They, and they know it as well mm. because they're like, oh, shit, all of a sudden I know yeah. something. And then <laughs> they step up and you're like, yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, yeah. and suddenly they're right. off. Yeah, that's, that's really... <laughs> it's always when it happens, like, oh. Yes. <laughs> and you know that they're they're yeah. with you for a, yeah, for a long time. Yeah, we'll keep you. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're uh, we just managed to do another twenty minutes. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh shit. I know it's not. I know it's not great when he's like, oh, how are we doing for time? It's just like we don't have a watch or any of this. And also, I'm like, you know. We could probably talk forever, exactly. but I think yeah. you know what we would do is Chantel come back and join us another time. Yeah. yeah. Well, Get yourself open. You know. And, and yeah. When Who knows what will, uh, well, the journey. Yeah. Along the journey. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's been great to talk to you. Thank you for so involved. Always is. Where we can. Always. And um, good luck for reopening, getting back Thank there. You. I yeah. suppose by the time this goes out, you will be open. So we will be. We try Hopefully it means we close down again. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed that I'm, I'm kind of well, quietly not, optimistic that, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be studying yeah, I am true. kind of optimistic that we're going to 
get through. Are you okay? I've, yeah, yeah I, I, I like the yeah. fact that you know we do have uh, a government that are just very keen not to lock down, but mm. at the same time, I'm preparing for you, you know anything can happen. Everything as well, mm. do you know right I mean? now, I think it's showing us that anything can happen. Yeah. But that's yeah. it. Let's stay strong. Our industry is yeah. a strong industry, and uh, we're resilient. We'll get through it, and even if we take a few knocks, we'll come back. Fighting. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Chantel, thank, thank you very you much. So much. Thank you guys. Been a pleasure. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.